0: Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric gentleman Welcome to Mind Over Magic.
1: Out of all the podcasts in the world, we're honored to have you here with us.
0: I thought you were doing a Casablanca reference at first, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> you think I know what that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> So that's when you realized it was not a reference. Yeah.
0: In all the podcasts in all the world, you happen to walk into this one.
1: <laughs> Apparently I say something or I used to say something in my show that like sounded like a quote from Spider-Man and like a couple of the people who work with me thought I was quoting Spider-Man and I was like, I've never even heard that before.
0: <laughs> do you remember what the quote was?
1: It had something to do with like, um, with great power comes great responsibility Yeah, is that the most famous quote? Yeah, that's like a Spider-Man
0: credo of why he does what he does, and he just—that's what his Uncle Ben, or more the I guess the new MCU version—it's Aunt May who says it to him. But it's uh, it's it's what his uh, you know his uh, parental guardians or his uh, caretakers who are who care for him give him that little like mantra that he repeats over and over again so that he does good things with his powers.
1: I might get back into Spider-Man. I only watched one in my whole life, and it's going way back to the famous Upside Down Kiss, if you remember that. Of course. That's the last time I've seen, first and last experience I've ever had with Spider-Man.
0: I will say, watch the Tobey Maguire ones, take a peek at the Andrew Garfield
1: ones, no, 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 no. What I would do is I would just jump into the most recent one.
0: No, but I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it to then jump into the new ones, and especially with the new movie. I don't want to spoil it. It's already been out, so most people know, but it's amazing that you don't
1: know, <laughs> as yeah. always with movies. <laughs> well, I know the star. I I know who the Spider-Man is. Yes, Tom Holland. His name is Tom. Yes. Yes. But I'm
0: just saying, it's going to be worth it if you see all the other ones. Um cannot (laughs) okay (laughs) all right (laughs) maybe you'll see the new one and then you'll change your mind but um we're not here to talk about movies we did that last week when we were hot off the presses from uh the oscars we're recording on a monday again right after another award ceremony so now welcome to mind over magic and award
1: shows (laughs) (laughs) grammys were in vegas
0: were they? I didn't even. See you didn't. It. You did you watch it? I didn't catch most of it. I caught a couple oh. of clips. Yeah. I so was, this is
1: not Mind no Over Magic no. talking about awards shows because neither of us saw it. You didn't <laughs> see it. Yeah.
0: I saw. I saw a couple. I was doing gigs, so I couldn't. I couldn't watch. But I. I caught a couple. Like I really appreciated like the, um, the Billie Eilish tribute. She was wearing like the Taylor Hawkins uh, shirt to you know respect uh, him who passed. Uh, from the Foo Fighters, the drummer, who is uh, very sad that he's no longer with us. Uh, big, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. I was supposed to see them this summer, but of course they canceled the tour after that news. Uh, but the one thing I saw magic
1: related that can tie into this
0: podcast. Uh, Matt, are you a big BTS fan?
1: I use a BTS song in my show. Oh my god, do you? I don't think I've. I don't know if I've told you this. <laughs> so. Like, this was a, several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, look, my Twitter was, like, blowing up yeah. uncharacteristically. Okay. I was like, what's happening? And the whole reason uh, – there's a BTS army. Like, I don't know if you understand the, how big BTS is. No, I do. They're, like,
0: yeah. they're the, And especially on social media. It's all this it's K-pop enormous. Yeah, I, of course. They're,
1: they're playing Vegas soon, and they're selling out one of the arenas, like, a few nights in a row and then they're also selling live feed at another arena that people are going to go watch it at.
0: Yeah. They, they have night. a rabid fan base, like probably not since like, you know, the boy band era or even before that with the Beatles, like have this is a different level huge. though. With it's social. huge. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: anyway, I, uh, a fan account, a fan account of BTS mm-hmm. that had a huge following <laughs> Okay, was, like i had to translate it because it was not in english must have been in korean um, was talking about how excited they were that uh, americans love bts and it's being used in in my show and this vegas show and all of these other fans mm-hmm. of bts and fan accounts were like kept retweeting this about me using their song in my show i couldn't believe it
0: do you think people have come to your show to see you perform in Vegas, just knowing that you play a BTS song now—I
1: I, honestly—I would, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I, I wow, this had tens, wow. this this, <laughs> this account had tens of thousands of, of followers, if not more than that, from what I remember. And uh, I mean, the amount of action that this one tweet got was like, you know, it's probably my the most—I I, it wasn't my tweet, but I probably retweeted it or something. It's probably yeah. like my most popular action I've ever had on Twitter. Wow. <laughs>
0: But I, it boggles my mind that they'd come to your show just to listen to a BTS song. Cause like, doesn't like Spotify or Apple Music exist? Like, they could listen to it anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not in this context. Oh, okay, they want to see. Not in this context. They want to
0: see the American magician enjoying the BTS song.
1: It gets used twice, uh, and it's just a short snippet. But they were. Amped up about it, and you know what? So am I. And I know two BTS songs. Do you know it? Do you know BTS songs? Um, no, I know zero.
0: Okay. <laughs> maybe if I heard them. But okay, uh, maybe they were inspired by you because their their performance at the Grammys. I caught a clip of it, and uh, I mean, this meme was going wild where one of them was, uh, you know, kind of whispering something in the ear of Olivia Rodrigo, and uh, he like basically pulls a card from behind her head and he's holding this playing card. And then he used a technique, I've never seen anyone hold a card like this to then throw a card uh, and not a traditional, like, you know, kind of two finger way of throwing it. But then he threw it to another BTS member and then like the rest of their choreography at one point had like playing cards and they like threw playing cards in the air. So maybe because they knew you. I don't think so, (laughs) but that's outstanding though. Yeah. I was just interested in like what that technique of throwing
1: cards was. If, if well, what was seen it? Him. Can you describe it to me?
0: Yeah, he's holding the card kind of like uh, I'll pull out a card for you to see. Uh, just like he's holding it like this, like so okay. he, he throws it with like his thumb in in middle or index finger on on the short ends of the card, and he kind of whips it. But traditionally with playing cards, I've seen people kind of hold it between their index and middle finger kind of like um like a frisbee-esque type of way
1: now i gotta watch the clip because that that does not sound like a grip i'm familiar with
0: that's what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. and then of course there's other ways of flinging cards too of, that you you know obviously learned from jeff mcbride where you're kind of using the whole deck and using some leverage and some spin and uh in that way but uh yeah no there was it was interesting to see and i maybe he's really good at throwing cards or maybe that's just was a good edit because it looked like it went right to his other BTS band member who This was the performed card. live
1: on stage or was this, yeah, a, this was like, was like live. a VTR Yeah, it was live
0: hmm. Yeah. So you'll have to check it out
1: And the check. guy caught it though? It looked like it Sounds like a pre-tape to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no, that's
1: amazing i, I would love I, to see that i
0: wouldn't say anything negative about bts here on this podcast matt with their rabbi i'm fan just base. saying
1: i mean as a, as a trained <laughs> card thrower i would be like very wary myself i'm just saying uh, they are
0: so talented and we appreciate any bts listeners that happen to find <laughs> this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, no,
1: it is true. You don't you really there you don't want to say anything negative. I've seen people say things like mm-hmm. take like subtle jabs on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, BTS anything related and I've seen people get taken down. I'm not kidding. Right. I've seen it. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That's why we're especially
1: like- as it pertains to them coming to Vegas and everything. It's we're it's it's,
0: it's- Pro BTS. So see a BTS <laughs> show, then while you're there, go listen to another BTS song in Matt Show, make it a double header <laughs> event. <laughs>
1: Did I did I already tell you about the um, the person in the front row who who had brought their nanny to my show? Nanny, yeah. This doesn't sound. Familiar. It's it's very short. So stop me yeah. if I well th- you won't have a chance to stop me because you'll hear the punchline <laughs> and okay. then you'll go yeah you told us. Um, <laughs> I I brought a guy on stage and uh, I always ask where they're from you know what they're doing in mm-hmm. Vegas and that sort of thing and he said it's our we brought our nanny to Vegas. Uh, to your show for her birthday. And I and I look down to her, who's now seated in the front row because he's on stage, and I ask her name and blah blah blah, and she just looks up at me and goes, "Well, actually, it was supposed to be Adele." <laughs> Did I tell you about that? Well, we've talked a little bit about how Adele
0: canceled, you know, a lot of the shows and people were kind but of But I didn't stuck tell you that, that specific no, one. I don't know if I know that specific. Oh, that it was funny.
1: fantastic. I mean, that was a callback for the whole rest of the show. But I mean, that was just its the last thing you expect to hear, but also so funny and so honest and like also a really weird substitute for Adele. Also, yeah. I like
0: that they tried to play it up like, oh, no, no, we were here to see you.
1: Yeah, the guy totally did. The guy was like, <laughs> yeah, for her birthday, we brought her out, which like yeah the whole thing was That's it was just hilarious. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Well, mm. we're not
0: here to talk about music acts. Uh, we're not a Grammys podcast. although here this was my other one thought before we move on is uh, uh I think people generally enjoy watching the Grammys. like I would have watched the whole broadcast because of the musical performances. You get to snippet of the things that people are fans of. And mm-hmm. there's talks about the Oscars and how the ratings before you know the big controversy last week were kind of dipping. So I was like, "Why? Why is that the difference, right? You get, you get to see musical performances at the Grammys. Here's my pitch: This is what they should do to save the Oscars. Mm-hmm. They should do short films with the actors and play them as little performances for movie lovers. What that do you would think? What do you think? I think that sounds fun because that's the whole difference. Is like you get this live experience. Everyone's jamming out, rocking out at the Grammys." For all the music lovers, all the genres are kind of represented. You get to see different performances. Why not? Yeah, with the actors? Um, yeah,
1: but you don't. You do get live performances in in the Oscars too. Like Beyonce performed. Did they have other performances? Yeah,
0: they had a couple songs, but like yeah, so it doesn't for... tie
1: in. That's like if you had magic performances only at the Grammys. No,
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like we should see which I'm some all for. By the way, acting <laughs> is this another pitch <laughs> for you
1: to do <laughs> another show? Um. No, I like, I like that pitch. You're uh, let like, me, let me BTS, tie this in. give me
0: a call if you want some real magic and card throwing. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: let, let me tie this in before yeah. we leave off music. I did go to a concert last night, which th- we're, we're recording this early again. We're recording mm-hmm. this on Monday. So last night was the Grammys. Right. Uh, again, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But uh, during that time, I was actually at a, a more alternative type of concert, a little bit less pop. But they uh, are you familiar with Portugal the Man or Alt-J, either of those two groups? I've heard of Portugal, the man. I probably know
0: some of the songs again. You would know the hit. Yeah. yeah. You would definitely know the hit. What's the hit called?
1: Um, Putting mm, you on the spot. You just said I forget. (laughs) Feel it. Feel something. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to know. I thought they were the headliner. Alt J was the headliner.
0: Never heard of Alt J.
1: So I was blown away, but uh, I wanted to talk about two things Mm. that were interesting in terms of the uh, production. Good. Yeah, Yeah. Portugal, the man. Their whole bit is that they're all about the music and they don't want to distract from that mm-hmm. interesting approach. So yeah. they're not lit. They're not lit. Yeah, you can't see they're they're backlit, so there are times when you can see silhouettes. but like the whole concert, and they played a full set over you know an hour and 10, hour and 20, not lit. There's lighting, right there's lighting design, uh-huh, which is um, it's interesting. N- yeah like not it's not like a crazy lighting design especially as the um open nor opener of the two uh there was another group before them actually too but anyway um which i didn't see but yeah they're they're just only backlit so just silhouettes so that the focus is all about the music and not about image and stuff like that of them as people
0: huh at that point there should just be announcement that comes over before they're set and be like all right everyone Close your eyes for the next part of <laughs> yeah, the <this right>. concert. <laughs> <laughs> Just take um, in the music. It's like those, um, those. Uh, there's like a restaurant in New York and like some other swanky cities as well that has the uh, like eating in the dark because it's supposed to be all about the sensory uh, aspect and not have anything with your. You know, you're shutting off other senses so you can enjoy the, the one sense it's supposed to be targeting.
1: You're you're right. It's 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 like how The Voice pretends to be about voices, and they turn the chairs. <laughs> pretends <around>. to be. <laughs> well, come on. It's yeah, all yeah, about yeah. the banter between the coaches. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it is it is that same approach. I didn't look at it that way till you said the restaurant thing, and mm-hmm. then I thought of The Voice. Yeah. Um, then Alt J, their set design, blew me away. How so? Four sided scrim.
0: Whoa, okay. I'm
1: not sure how to describe what a scrim is. Um, so a
0: scrim, for our listeners who might not be familiar with that particular theater term, a lot of the times it's like a kind of a sheer curtain that comes down uh, that you can sort of see through. Uh, a lot of Broadway uh, shows use it, like instead of like the, the the big curtain that actually closes, they use it as like a uh, kind of like a secondary curtain layer to still like create a fourth wall. And then they can project things on it, or you could do cool silhouettes, or you could do sh- holograms, fun lighting transitions from, like, one scene to another scene. Um, so this is a cube. So be- were they in the round? Like, was the concert in the round?
1: No. No. Okay, this so is- I'm
0: trying to picture
1: picture a four-sided scrim when you're just staring at a stage. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, yeah, four-sided. That is correct, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, so, they're, so it's in front of them, separating yeah. the audience from them. Mm-hmm they're on a platform on the stage so they're raised up there's a scrim in front of them mm-hmm. it looks like a box then on each side okay. of them and behind them and it took me forever to figure out where the projectors were <laughs> this it's is a like almost the setup
0: of a copperfield illusion and like a motorcycle appears in the middle <laughs> yeah you know what no, I'm it, it, it,
1: it was it was almost to the point where i was like these guys might as well just be holograms maybe they're not oh. even here and this is the whole scam but they were there
0: Although I have I've heard some rumors of some
1: maybe some Vegas shows that kind of do that with some of the acts. As I know you're not referring to mine, so I'm just gonna move past. Yeah, that. exactly. We'll move on. <laughs> um but yeah, uh it was uh the projections were really cool because they're not just on the screen in front of them, but also upstage of them and on the sides, and they had a video wall Whoa. behind them as well. Uh I couldn't figure out like a lot of what was going on production-wise. I was like, "This is really, really cool," and I I enjoyed it very much. I was kind of like blown away. And they had they actually had a lot of great songs. So that's awesome. That's yeah, really cool.
0: look at you just mm-hmm. going out and doing more shows and experience and more concerts. You're like on a concert kick.
1: I am on a concert kick. Yeah, I'm that's finally great. back out and about. I love it. That's very cool. So that mm-hmm. sounds
0: exciting. That sounds like a good time in Vegas. Was it crazy with all the Grammy like traffic? Did you have any Grammy-goers in your show? Well, it was
1: at the same time as the Grammys. Uh, mm. But, you know, no, you, that's actually not true because Grammys is live early because mm-hmm. on East Coast time it airs live. So Grammys would have been over. Um, I'm sure a lot of the industry folks who, like, work in the industry and are kind of like they're around the pop scene all the time this is kind of the show that music lovers would be at
0: right right Right. so right. yeah i wouldn't doubt it i was just wondering if anyone after like they won a grammy was like you know what we're gonna celebrate by going to matt franco's magic show oh i
1: wasn't open oh you weren't open. <laughs> okay yeah i'm off on sunday so <laughs> <there> <laughs> <you> <laughs> hence go. me being at the concert at 8 p seven thirty p.m
0: but you never know maybe this week i'll we'll come in after
1: it's very true it's very very holding possible. their grammy it it's possible. And you can be
0: like, "Hey, I need to borrow, does anyone have a Grammy I can borrow for this?" Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> impossible location with a Grammy award? No, that's actually not a terrible idea. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you heard it
0: here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on the road. This has been uh, this is why we've been recording early because like this has been such a busy time of year for me and uh and trying to figure out how to, how to record and get a good quality uh, is still, while I'm lugging my show around, <laughs> is, uh, is tricky. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, let's see, I was in uh, Michigan, uh, did a show at Wayne State, uh, had a day off, and then drove to Indiana for Notre Dame. Some fun shows uh, with colleges, and we were having a really good time with the students that came out. And then I went straight from there to uh, the, the college booking conference up in St. Paul. So I've just been on the road for a week, finally get a day to rest a little bit. Um, but one fun thing I did while I had a day off, I went to in Detroit, just outside of Detroit, in like the suburbs. There's called something called Marvin's Mechanical Marvels Museum. It's a lot of M's. What goes on there? And this is... um. Think of it like an arcade. It's more of a modern arcade now, but originally when Marvin, who owned it, he was collecting these kind of like mechanical machines, like kind of old school little displays you put a quarter in and then just like little mechanical things move. So some of them were like dioramas and tableaus and you put a quarter in and it was like, you know, a bunch of wooden figures drinking at a bar. Uh, that one was actually a custom made one and Marvin's at behind the bar and he's kind of doing like a little cups and balls routine because Marvin was a magician himself and he collected cool things. The whole place is covered in vintage magic posters, like original. So this is ones. all related
1: to the Marvin's magic brand.
0: Oh, I, that's a good question. I didn't even put that together. That might be.
1: After spending hours there.
0: <laughs> well, but I know, like, his son took it over and, like, uh, kind of made it more into a modern arcade. So there's a lot of arcade, like, like, modern games and a lot of children running around more focused on whatever the latest, uh, you know, gaming device was. But me and my friend George were going around and, like, looking for those older machines and those older little tableaus. You know, and some of them are just, like, really silly art pieces of, like, just, like... There's a chicken you can play tic-tac-toe against. (laughs) Um, You can put a quarter in. Uh, There's, like, you know, kind of like a little Frankenstein that, like, shanks the cages as you're, like, cranking a voltage machine. Little dancing marionette puppets. Uh, This sounds right up your alley. It's just all these little doodads. It's, like, a lot to look at and look around. And, uh, like, even in some sections, they had, like, the original animatronics from, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Just, like, up on the wall, which looks wow. real creepy when they're not moving. It's just, like, kind of typed right. up there. Uh, but, yeah, it was really cool. I put a lot on my Instagram, if you follow me. Uh, that was uh, in my stories last week, and I'll probably post them as a post so people can see. But just trying to find those. Uh, but, yeah, I wish, like, even more of them were out there. I would have seen, loved to have seen the whole collection. Um, You know, I heard like Copperfield always visited that place when he was in town in Detroit Mm -hmm. because of that magic connection. Uh, So that was a that was a blast. And it was funny because a lot of my friends other than, you know, my friend George who knew about it. But my other friends in that area had never even heard of this place. They're like, wow, we got to go check that out now because that sounds amazing. You you
1: told them about it.
0: Yeah, I told them about it. And I was just visiting. So uh, I had a blast checking out Marvin's. That was really fun.
1: If we can find a way to work in the word "doodads" into future episodes, I would say that would also be a big win.
0: Yeah, do you like doodads?
1: I love it. I mean, I don't know how to spell doodads. It's a great word, though. It's like do you ch- not
0: spell doodads? It's like chatchkeys. Like yeah, tchotchkes. but doodads
1: is like underused. You know. I'm dance. so glad you said it, and yeah. that's the only word to really, other than tchotchkes, uh, to really <laughs> describe like the things I did see in your Instagram stories. Yeah,
0: it was a lot of fun. There was a couple things that I wish were like working, because again, these some of them are very old and they need upkeep. And mm-hmm. but there was like um, one that I didn't get to 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 kind of play around with was a uh, giant like player piano that had all these other instruments attached, so it like played this. It was like almost like a huge coin-operated band playing at once, Uh, but there was even some, like, a little illusion. So one of them was like, um, what was it, Count Chop Your Hand Off or something like that? Sure, sure. And you put your Mm -hmm. hand into the machine, you put a quarter in, and there's like kind of like a wooden glove that you can move the fingers around. But then he has a little blade and it just chops your wrist off, but you can still move your fingers. And obviously it doesn't hurt you because of the illusion of it, but it's spurting blood and all this other stuff. Oh, it wow. really looks like it went through my wrist. It was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. So Very had, magic-esque too. I had fun uh, exploring those old machines. It reminds me of um I gotta check it out next time in I'm in San Francisco. There's like a mechanical museum of like even older kind of those machines those were like the 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 fun thing to do back in the day was you know before video games existed it's like oh let's see what we can do these little automatons and these mechanical you know tableaus we can just put a coin
1: in and see things move like some How of long them are, does it take you to go through this uh museum
0: um a couple well, hours or like four? yeah we spent like an hour there oh through. that's it okay yeah maybe an hour maybe two uh you
1: never did the mob museum in vegas did you
0: no. Is that okay. on the list when I come visit? Should um,
1: I mean, I've done it once, and it's it's longer than you would expect. I mean, it's very cool, but it's like, a, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to say it was like four hours.
0: Yeah. 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 And I
1: that's don't remember cool. if it was like self-guided or what. All I know is like it, it took a longer than I was expecting, but it was it was enjoyable nonetheless. But yeah, okay. So the, you, you kind of bang this out in an hour. So that's yeah. reasonable.
0: Well, half of it, like I said, is modern arcade games. So like the kids are running around with that stuff, but. Right, right. So.
1: Um, awesome. Now, how out. long were you at the uh, conference in St. Paul? Were you there for the whole time, or you just popped in?
0: I popped in for just the last two days. It's a three-day event, so I missed the first day because I was doing. Oh, games. So you're just
1: like a little weekend warrior, then.
0: Yeah, I know. And I I just was there for the marketplace, which is the trade show aspect. Now it's changed a bit since you've done it, Matt. Way back when, when we were doing. Yeah, just together. a
1: refresher for everybody. This is a booking conference that Eric attended, where you, uh, you know, a college clients so to speak programming boards that uh host a they go there to find events for their campus so eric is there as a provider of said event and they're there as a buyer of uh these events and this is everything from comedians to magicians to jugglers to music acts uh, uh names that you've heard of and names that you haven't all across the board at these events is that a pretty good yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's great and there's kind of broken up into multiple segments where like you have an opportunity to showcase on the main stage in front of the, the clients or you can be in the booth and just kind of trade show style. People come by, you meet people and you could do some stuff for them in the booth. So that's what I yeah. was doing. Just hang out in the booth because it was actually uh, my agency Rebel Events um, third year anniversary. Because when my agent Melissa started her company, it was at that conference three years ago prior to the pandemic. And I had followed her to her new agency, and it was awesome. Uh, So we celebrated a bit there. Uh, But they they changed it up, Matt, that uh, it's a three-hour – it used to be like an hour at a time and kind of Broken up throughout the day. Broken up throughout the day, and then you'd all go to the showcase. Now it's like a three-hour block, and other things are happening, sort of like a normal trade show at other – Three
1: hours once a day?
0: Yep, three hours once a day. Mm-hmm. and showcases are going on at the same time. So sometimes it was very slow. That's, that's an aggressive
1: it. block of time to be mm-hmm. kind of pitching in
0: your booth. And to be on and to be like, hey, and you're, I, I kind of call it um, like playing small ball, like you're, you know, bunting in runs, but it's all about, you know, as someone comes by, you're trying to make, um, like real connections with people Uh, rather than uh, a steady stream of people and trying to get as many leads as possible. It's like, no, treat your client, like get to know them, see what you can offer and help them out. And if you have a connection that if if you're making friends with someone, they're more likely to, you know, help you out as well and maybe bring you in for a booking who knows.
1: I always wondered why the marketplace, uh, camp, the campus activities marketplace where the booths are wasn't open just all day now right. i know that would be mm-hmm. very grueling if you're you know in the booth doing not grueling that's not even the right word no um but it would be taxing to some degree you'd be on your feet the whole time potentially performing for most of that time right. that would be really long but most trade shows um in other industries i believe the marketplace so to speak is open right the whole day essentially
0: right but that it, people are more free to come and go from their booths and so forth but these, this is, again, geared... A lot of the reasons these schools come to the the, the the conference is for the professional development side. So there's, like, ed sessions during the day. And a lot of presenters that are the associate members, um, you know, do stuff like that. So if they're all kind of leaving the marketplace, I think that's why they close it down for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So then they can kind of more concentrate the business uh, for, the sh- for the showcasing. But I had fun. Again, it's just like, you know... Being there and talking to people and showing a cool th- couple cool things and then telling about my show and learning about what kind of you know acts and events that they do on campus and see if there's mm-hmm. a fit. So, you know, I definitely got a couple strong leads. So to jump ahead to uh, that was my goal from last week. Nice. You know, I feel like I nailed it. I feel like yeah, I got a couple couple solid shows. Probably gonna come from just being in the booth for a couple days.
1: So. Yeah. And Eric just uh, addressed the goals, which means that is the end of Mind nope. Over Magic. Nope. Thank you so nope. much for. No, we're not done. Okay. No, nope. <laughs> Not yet. That was I know. Ahead. We haven't even done trivia yet. I know. Never mind riddles. Right. So we should actually probably
0: jump into that now,
1: Matt. You like that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you planned it. So let's jump into Diddle Me This. Diddle Me This. Diddle me that will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles. I had to think about this one a little bit. Uh, so I'm. I, you've been nailing these riddles. I, I'm hoping this one might stump you a bit. Okay. Let's see. What is white when it's dirty?
1: What is white when it's dirty? Yeah. Oh. Normally hmm. you think of. This is. The, this, I'm just gonna assume this is like a, an appropriate family-friendly answer. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't okay. getting into like weird. You know. Yeah, okay. We wouldn't just, do anything like. Just like, making sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotta <laughs> gotta clarify here. <laughs> I get some uh, parameters here on this one. Because
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I could come up with all kinds of answers. Um, what is white when it's dirty? Okay. This is a normal
0: object
1: yeah no it is it is i i know i know it um because i'm having like um some construction done in the house uh right now in one of the bathrooms um and like the bathroom floor is a normal object but there's like white dust all over it right now from the renovations so it's turned white because it's dirty so the answer is my bathroom floor hit the The, button ding ding
0: ding ding. the riddle said matt's bathroom floor how did you know (laughs) yeah no i know Specifically because it's mine yours. yeah no this is a uh, normal object from that anyone might have okay uh but uh more found in one specific place but probably a little little dated too now although okay. you do still see these from now and then i will say you were on the right track
1: to my right i have a laptop which is uh it's like a silver macbook i've had it for quite some time i and it uh, has like a black case on it, but the case is now white because it is dusty because it's not used often. Um, so the answer is Matt's MacBook <laughs> Pro. Oh, uh, your answers are very specific to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well,
0: so, some people would probably keep, like have better care and like dust off their MacBook uh, okay. Pro. So maybe. It's a subtle dig, but I an, heard it. Maybe this isn't not just an individual to you but like this is something that for everyone when it's dirty it becomes white but you can then Hmm. clean it and
1: it's not well the answer is dust no like that's that's kind of like what's covering whatever the uh object
0: is more specific i'm looking for more specific though what kind of dust
1: dust is dust and
0: uh again, this is maybe more of an outdated technology. Uh but like a television set. It ties into maybe some mentalism you've seen before. Um, a television set. Not necessarily a television set, but think think uh, here's here's the hint that'll give it away for you. Television screen. Think school. A chalkboard. That's it. Or it's eraser, I guess, as well. An eraser yeah. gets dirty. But mm-hmm. that is that, That's the answer To this riddle Is uh, So it's not chocolate.
1: quite dust It's actually chalk Chalk dust Yeah Yeah chalk dust Okay specific Alright Alright Yeah cool. Not bad I gave no, it to you You yeah. got there You were close yeah. Let's jump
0: into the trivia Matt picks up the question Then he stares at it Eric's at the ready Time to use his wit Pressure 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 Trivia Pressure
1: Trivia I have candy bar trivia for you, my friend. Oh, okay. What candy bar consists of a coconut center topped with an almond and coated with milk chocolate?
0: Well, there's two, and I believe there was a jingle where Almond Joy has nuts and mounds don't. So I'm going to say Almond Joy. Is that it? Yay. Didn't even need the choices. <laughs> well, give um, me more candy trivia. What else do <laughs> you <we> got?
1: <laughs> Maybe I will. We Stay tuned next week. We could can do candy all day. <laughs> yeah. We'll put you to that test. Don't you worry. I picked one that I thought was reasonable. Maybe yeah, I'll dive into the difficult section next week.
0: All right, we've moved on from magic to candy. Like mm-hmm. it? I like I sure it. Sure have. Um, let's. Uh, while we're here in our jingle land, let's jump into our mailbag. Okay. The mail bay. I've got mail uh, Bruce wrote in uh, from something we were talking about a couple weeks ago when your lighting board crashed Matt. Do you remember mm-hmm. when that yeah happened? I remember
1: telling that story
0: yeah so uh, Bruce wants to know when the lighting board crashed and you were in the uh, the bear follow spot I'm curious once it was reset did the light suddenly come back on? Or did they bring down the master fader and bring it up at an appropriate moment? I'd hate to think of the lights suddenly coming back on in the middle of your routine, drawing attention away from what you were doing. So tell us about how that process went and how you got back into the show and uh, what they, like, the official protocols are when
1: something like that happens. Great question, Bruce, and thanks for writing in. Um, the, the The real answer is... I. I probably don't remember exactly how it came back, but I remember when the lights came back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's interesting he calls it a bare spotlight, which is kind of true because when it when it all crashed, our, our video walls also turned off too. Oh. So when everything came back on, it wasn't just like lights came back on, but it was actually the entire scenic design of the stage came back on. Mm. Um, I wanna say it probably happened abruptly, but it also happened at a talking moment. So I'm able to address it when it happens. And I believe I addressed it and like had everyone give the guy who happened to be sitting behind the lighting board, Mike a round of applause and you know, the audience loves that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Hate is a strong word. Although I understand the sentiment when he says, Oh, I'd hate to think it happened this way. Yeah. 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 But um, to me, you know, I understand that sentiment, but, I try not to really hate anything when I'm up there. It's kind of my happy place. And I I kind of just try to remain happy um, regardless of conditions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People are there for a performance, not to see me be, not to see me show off or have an ego or get frustrated. They're there for self-expression, and that might include uh, adjusting to situations that happen in live theater. So, uh, the real answer is I was looking at the audience when the lights came back on, so I didn't see it from in the house. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, um, you know, if Mike chose to to fade it up or if it happened uh, in a way that he wasn't yeah. even able to fade up, if even if he wanted to. Um, But the point is reacting to it in real time. You know, I I got asked an interest. I was hanging out with the man who portrays Puddles the Clown a couple days ago.
0: Yes. We'll
1: keep his identity secret. (laughs) Yes. But I I, I imagine that's Googleable. But we'll keep it for all intents and purposes. Uh, And he asked me, and a lot of people both in and out of the industry asked this question. Mm. Um, Something to the effect of, like, how do you deal with getting burnt out? performing sure. X amount of nights a week. And I never know how to answer this question. And I try to answer it honestly. And usually I'll, I'll give my best answer, which is like, oh, I try to get enough sleep. I try to take care of myself and my body and this and that, um, which isn't really the right answer for me. And I figured that out when the man who portrays Puddles the Clown asked it. I really thought about it. And I, I said I like
0: that that's like the the artist formerly known as Prince now. It's the man who portrays. Right right, right, right,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> He's just gonna have a symbol the <laughs> <a> clown crown. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I, I really thought about it and I think it's kind of like not a fair question. It's kind of like asking someone who's, for example, not depressed how they mm. deal with depression. Mm. And I just told him the truth. I said, you know, it just doesn't I don't I don't feel burnt out. It doesn't happen. I really enjoy what I'm doing. And you know, even the moments where things are unexpected happening, um, that's why hate comes off as a strong word in that context. To me, it's like well, it's hard to kind of hate anything in that happy place. Uh, it's hard to describe how you deal with burnout when you're not feeling burnt out, right? So anyway, that is uh, my answer. Is I don't remember how they came back on. Nor do I think it's particularly important how they came back on. I think mm-hmm. it's important uh, how you respond to. Right.
0: because you were just going with the flow and whatever happened happened anyway and it's like hey we're all gonna be experiencing this together let's
1: like you just you nailed it. it yeah yeah exactly we're in this together is mm-hmm. is literally like I, I would use those words on stage yeah if i had to yeah. you know what i mean so. i think that other
0: point you made is so key because it's very clear when people see you perform and I think that tributes a lot to your success is just the joy you take in your show so if you're doing something you love I mean literally you talk about in your show how this is your dream since you were a little kid to be yeah. in Las Vegas and right? it comes across and you can't fake that it's that no. general joy and people respond and they connect to you because they feel you feeling that every single night you step on stage And, uh, you know, that's not the case with every performer, uh, especially, you know, some in Vegas who do the shows every night. And you can see like, oh, are they phoning it in or like, are they really enjoying this still? Um, But I think with you, it's so genuine and people can sense that. Uh, And I think it's it's it goes a long way for your own mental health and your enjoyment and lack of burnout. But it also it also enhances the audience's experience of the show at the mm-hmm, same time mm-hmm.
1: no thank you yeah no I, I I wonder what it would be like to try to um portray like a different facade like or or a character mm-hmm. act or yeah. something that like wasn't just uh quote-unquote natural I wonder if that would be like more taxing to use that word again <laughs> right, uh for right, me right, right. I, and I'm not sure you know I don't know because I I guess I haven't done that to it, a great extent so
0: it also helps that you don't have to deal with flight delays and cancellations <laughs> <laughs> you are so right that's when i get so frustrated I, like as soon as i get to the gig and i'm on stage i am so mm-hmm. happy to be there but sometimes i i, I mean i'll get frustrated with all of that stuff getting to the gig and the figuring out the the rerouting and uh carrying bags and running through a gate change from one end of the Minneapolis airport to the other side which happened on my way back from this recent trip and so that that could be taxing and you got to remember like hey this is all part of the job and it's it allows me to get to do the thing that I want to be doing which is the show and that's the fun part so if you're a road warrior like me that's that's the thing I got to keep reminding myself it's so true. It really is,
1: and honestly, I, I I don't think a day goes by that I ever take it for granted that you know I am doing currently a steady gig that's that's close to home, mm-hmm. um, because you know I've I, I know what it's like being on the road, and it really is. Uh, I, I I love that too, honestly. It, I yeah. find it to be fun, but it can certainly be. Stre- everything can have stresses, and exactly. uh, travel is sort of. I mean, that's kind of known for being a stress point for people. Mm -hmm. For you, it's probably Mm -hmm. less stressful than uh, someone who doesn't travel all the time, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it all depends on if I'm on
1: my way to a gig or on my way back to a gig at the stress level.
0: Because I want to be there and get there for the client. Uh, right. But I'll tell you, the other thing that I look forward to is what I really enjoy about the travel is when those moments happen where I can connect with, uh, you know, a friend on the road who I haven't seen or even other performers who I run into at the airport. You know, like even just coming back to the, the the booking conference and seeing this, quote, family of the people that I've seen for years and years and years who I haven't had a chance to see in over two years because of the pandemic. It was like this welcome home. And I'll, I'll tell you this fun story is... um. I got to the hotel, and I got in super early, and I knew, I just knew that they weren't going to have a room ready for me. And not only that, is this hotel I was staying at happened to have an even later normal check-in than normal. <laughs> so it's was like, oh, I all hope is lost. But as I'm pulling up, I run into our good friend
1: Salish the Hypnotist, you
0: know, wow. who we've known for over 10 years now. and
1: That's crazy to think about, yeah. And
0: Rob, uh, you know, who does all the promo and stuff, and they were just like, you know what? Hey, your room's not ready. Come hang out in our room. Get some sleep. Get some rest. You know, it's that whole family vibe, and I was so appreciative, and it was just like seeing friends again and like looking out for each other and you know they've all been there and you know it's, it's that 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 was such a joy to see people you haven't seen in a while and I get to do that because I get to travel and you know even as I have other co- trips coming up I was like hey, I'm so looking forward to you know spending some time with friends in San Francisco and LA and Vegas and all this stuff it's just great even seeing George in Detroit like I haven't seen my friend George in years and just like to kind of just explore his hometown and Showing these weird <laughs> places that people in Detroit didn't even know about, and right, got a sneak peek of his new magic uh, venue. He's gonna be coming out soon, so uh, awesome! I'll, I'll tell you more about that when that's more. Uh, I might be, uh, you know doing shows in there in the future who knows we'll see mm-hmm. so anyway that's what's exciting for me as, as stressful as the delays and travel seems to be real bad lately but oh uh, my god it's so true yeah flights getting canceled all over i'm, I'm so glad i wasn't flying southwest the other day because they canceled like a hundred flights just out of the blue and i know of some performer friends who are stuck and stranded and couldn't make it to shows and it's just like ugh, it's tough but again we all do that so we can do the thing we love which is the show
1: yeah it just seems like it's it's constant i set up a flight just a few days ago and like the very next day i got an email saying oh yeah that flight's not happening anymore change it (laughs) basically Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. so
0: well speaking of performances matt you had a performance this weekend on
1: television
0: yeah tell us about celebrity sleepover
1: i i i misquoted i last week i said that people could watch it on april 9th but actually i was on the season premiere uh this past weekend and this, this episode of Mind Over Magic will air Friday, so tomorrow night after SNL, you can catch me on episode two of Celebrity Sleepover, which is a, a silly late night show hosted by a guy, Johnny Bananas, who's uh, from MTV's The Challenge. And uh, yeah, first episode had myself and um, she's the host of Selling Sunset. Okay. Quinn. Christine? Something That's, Quinn. That sounds familiar okay um i'll I'll take your word for that (laughs) you know what i was wearing because his name's johnny bananas i was wearing banana socks which they didn't show in the final cut from what Mm -hmm. i saw uh but you know what i did enjoy what they actually showed um some b-roll from my vegas show i guess our our team got it i saw part of your commercial well (laughs) it's actually not even the commercial that's actually b-roll footage that's not in the commercial and i was like ah b-roll cool they used nice, it and i was nice. like i guess they they must have gotten it in time so that was uh, my favorite part of the uh of, of that but yeah, yeah I, and i caught June... your clip
0: and for those of you who didn't catch it you can find it on peacock by the way if you're searching for it it's under first look first look
1: presents um, yeah celebrity presents. sleepover mm-hmm. uh
0: so it's the latest one on peacock you can probably find it on youtube t- uh, i'll probably link uh to it in our show notes the youtube link if you want to just watch it there uh, yep. But then keep a lookout for Matt uh, t- tomorrow after this comes out. Uh, now, don't be fooled by the promo. I cut the promo for next week, Matt. And, uh, how do you
1: know not to be fooled? You don't know how it ends. I assume
0: you're going to turn out okay because they're like, <laughs> did Matt mess up his magic trick?
1: <laughs> Is it a flop? And they just show
0: the first half. Where you're uh, with something with a knife, by the way, very scary. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Johnny Bananas is like, well, that didn't work. And then the promo ends. And I was like, Matt,
1: <laughs> yep. I hope that's well, a you tease don't know. Enough. Maybe I hope that's a thing. tease
0: for people to watch it because I don't want people just to see the promo and be like, well, that didn't work. Let's
1: not watch. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. It might be. It might be even more worth watching because it didn't work. I didn't tell you what happened that day. I uh, you did not. Or did uh, I? No, I didn't, did I? Not the details. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm excited for people to see whether or not I'm able to climb my way out of that mess.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward now, to No, I, I thought it was a promo. funny promo. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. But yeah, magician in trouble, but without the ending. <laughs> without the solution. <laughs> it's just the mess up part. Just the just the part where you're in trouble. Just the ostensibly. part dangling, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: that's great. So yeah, tune in to Matt Check him out. Uh fun concept,
1: I'm, you know? Fun mm-hmm. concept to do the whole pajama party thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are we in plugs now? Or no? Do you have some more stuff or
1: Um Well let me let me plug. Let me plug yeah. actually. Okay, yeah. Plug. So we're recording this on a Monday, but by the time uh you hear this, um, I will have done an interview for Jeff McBride, who was actually mentioned earlier on this podcast by Eric. Uh, He has a thing, Mystery School Mondays. It's a Monday's a school night. It's a, I guess we could provide a link to that too, potentially. um, Where he interviewed me on his online show that he does every week. And I think the first one of every month is like, anyone can access it. You don't have to be a member. Um, So if you wanna check that out, I tell some really fun stories and um, that will be available there. Nice. Uh, We have gone on sale. Through the end of October in Las Vegas, there you go to come see the show, um, which I implore you to do. Ticketmaster.com or MattFranco. dot com to get your tickets there. Um, you can plan your pl-
0: Halloween plans already because you're out in October.
1: That's right, but I don't perform on Halloween. Oh, but outside, don't. but but the day before but potentially, or whatever. I mean,
0: Halloween's the whole month at this point, right? Okay,
1: yeah, I think you're <laughs> correct on that. It's like people's <laughs> birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the last plug has nothing to do with me. I'm not connected to it anyway, but um, I know that there are magicians and performers listening who might have an interest in it. Um, Vanishing Inc. is a, a putting on this online magic convention that is uh, free to attend. And I believe it's uh, this weekend on Sunday, the 10th, April 10th. and. Why not join in and be a part of that? Uh, it's called Share the Magic, and you can vinit, v- visit vanishingink.com. They did it once before during the pandemic, and it was uh, such a great success that they decided to do it again. Again, um, I won't be, you know, I, I don't have, it's not like I'm making a surprise appearance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think I will pop in and watch some of it for sure, as I did last time. And I would implore you to do the same if you enjoy magic.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some uh there also related to some benefit. maybe that already happened. I might cut this part out. But uh, No, there is a benefit aspect yeah, to it where you can make a donation
1: mm-hmm. to it's some uh it's a benefit Ukraine in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything Oh so you've heard it. about it. Yeah, I did hear about that. Awesome. Check awesome. it out yeah. if I have
0: time. Yep. Um that sounds a lot of fun. Uh but my plug by comparison <laughs> is just uh I've got the the successful mentalist podcast that I think is coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, So double check that. I'll put a link in uh, for when that comes out uh, to hear my interview on that podcast. But if you want to come see me live in New York City, because I don't do a whole bunch of public shows that aren't sold out, uh, like when I'm added to Speakeasy Magic, that usually sells out fast. But on uh, the 12th, on April 12th, I'm doing a show at City Winery, called Magic in a Bottle and you can come buy tickets. Uh, I like the I'm,
1: title already.
0: Yeah, it's a really swanky venue. Um, there's a lot of like comedy and music shows at this venue. Obviously, they have a great wine list being a winery. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's me and a couple other performers and I might be closing out the show. I don't know the lineup yet, but uh, I'm doing, doing a set there so you can come out and see that. I'll put a link to that as well. So, awesome. And, I thought yeah.
1: those were great plugs considering I... Did one that like i had nothing to do it so you might as well just like <laughs> plug a, a paramount movie at this point yeah. i mean
0: <laughs> and i'm on the road again i'm gonna be in alabama at a school and connecticut at a school and uh massachusetts at a school so i'm on the road again matt so available at eric well.
1: is that still public people can access it in case you're popping in somewhere nearby that they might you might be able to help them get into
0: uh, if you want to book me, I think that's the better place to go. Is that ericdiddleman Wait, wait did you not have place. a schedule up there? Uh, no, I usually just post a schedule on my socials. Uh, oh, so you okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Did you used
1: to put it on the website? Yes the and no, old...
0: but again, it was. I guess some people were just like, "Oh, I want to come see you," but I was like, "These are kind of private because they're fourth." I think I students. used to
1: encourage people to come. Do you? Yeah, not, you, you...
0: it's it's trickier now post COVID because they don't Is want it? just random people showing up. You know. Is it So okay. it's
1: more
0: more for the com- enclosed community of the student body that unless it's particularly
1: there. open to the public, unless like they
0: specifically are. say it's open to the public or they're selling tickets to it and something gotcha like that
1: yeah Okie doke so, then well there you go for everything else EricDittelman yes and uh, goals
0: goals I did my goal I uh, my goal was to get through busy travel and to make some good contacts and connections at the booking conference which I did so um. My goal this week, Matt, and I know it's a, it's a cop out. <laughs> okay, gonna go nah, it's
1: probably not going to be worse than mine. So
0: Mine is it's just because I have like one or two days here before I hit the road again. It's like I need to just get the office work stuff done, do a little cleaning around the apartment so that when I come back again and I have more time off next week, I can actually sit down and like buckle down and do some creative work. So I'm gonna get the logistical work out of the way to do the creative awesome. work later.
1: Awesome. Um, my goal was to continue to burn the midnight oil, which I have continued mm-hmm. to do, working on some of these ideas that I've been writing. Uh, I am gonna continue to do that, but I, I'm actually gonna uh, extend to a real goal that you can um, <laughs> that you can follow up with on and see whether or not I do it. Um, Ooh. It's a short-term goal, uh, but between now and a week when we uh, do this again, I I want to pra- make sure because I've missed a couple of days here and there, uh, as of late, and, and I just want to I want to make make sure I do like a, a formal seated practice of mindfulness each day. Wow. Now Back I've still been getting meditation. in, you know, walking meditation and this and that, but mm-hmm. I would love to do a, just a, a seated formal practice each day uh, between now and when we next do this. Wow. So we will f- see if I'm able to do it. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I'm going to try.
0: I will quote a post from my friend and comedian, Mike Kaplan, who's also Mm -hmm. very much into mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had the quote, brain, brain, go away. The quote, and that is said by meditation.
1: (laughs) That's the goal of meditation. So a little pun for uh, you there. I think that might be a bit of a misleading quote, but that's just me.
0: A little, a little bit of a pun there instead of rain, rain
1: go away. You get it? You get I, it? I do. I do. He's a very okay. clever man. <laughs> now it makes it clever. Yeah, I didn't get that at first, but I still think it's misleading. For also,
0: also me quoting a post, the, the it's not the best <laughs> delivery.
1: Listen, at the end of the day, this was a great episode. <laughs> We appreciate people listening, and if there's a way we can work doodads into the title, we certainly will. If we're unable to do so, apologies in advance, but thanks for being part of this one.
0: Doodads and tchotchkes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, before you go, though, always check us out because we'll be posting more on our socials at MindMagicPod. If you want to write into our mailbag, you can reach us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com or visit us on our website, mindovermagicpodcast.com. Of course, we've got our individual socials as well. Keep a, keep an eye on us where we're at, where I'm at in the country, where Matt's doing what he's doing in Vegas. But uh, we appreciate you here. Uh, If you enjoyed yourself or you want to try out a riddle or trivia on a friend, uh, tell them where you heard it from, and maybe they'll want to listen too. Uh, So spread the word, Mind Over Magic podcast. And if you'd like, uh, hit us up on uh, the reviews on wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Give us a five star if you think we're deserving or a little written thing. That always helps with the algorithm. So uh, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. The episode's
1: over. Bye-bye.